Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very, very first episode of the, oh, wait, that's clever, like the very first night, but the very first episode. This is a note to edit that in the future. Okay, cool. Welcome to the very first episode of the Red Season of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm so excited that we made it this far because I honestly didn't think I would make it past debut, and somehow I did, and we're here. Um... I am your host, Dylan Mark Murphy. If you don't know that, you do now. You learn something new every day, which is really awesome. But I would hope you knew that. We're 60 episodes in. Um, I am here today with an absolute sweetheart. We just had like a fun, bubbly conversation for the last 10 minutes, which was very refreshing. And I am very excited to chat and learn a lot about the song we're talking about. But before, I'm going to give Delaney an opportunity to introduce herself. Go for it. Hi, I'm Delaney. Um, I can't choose one Taylor Swift album, so I'm going to do my top three. Sorry. No, super good. Uh, top three are uh, Speak Now, Folklore, and Red. And I've been a Taylor Swift fan since I was 11, and I'm 25 now. So from the very first uh, episode, uh, very first debut, I've been hers. <laughs> I love that. And, and I think it's really interesting because we chatted about this before, but Delaney is an English professor. And that's really funny that you said that because we talked a little bit about the storytelling thing and Folklore, Speak Now and Red are her most storytelling albums. So yep, it perfect works. alignment <laughs> it works. That for you. Um, I, I'm so excited to chat because we're chatting about State of Grace today, which is the opener to this incredibly wild roller coaster of an album. Um, a note to everyone listening, if you don't know anything about me, I don't know what the song is about. Um, I have listened to the lyrics. I've read them on Genius. I've had numerous people in my TikTok comments explain it to me. And um, it's kind of got to the point where I just really like the love is a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. And I think that's, that's an incredible lyric. I still, I think that's the one I understand the most. And even then, only a little bit. Um, so with all that said, um, today, it's not about my thoughts about state of grace. Cause I don't have any, so <laughs> I'm going to get to learn a lot about the song. I'm really excited. Um, we're going to get to know a little bit about Delaney as well as why state of grace is one of her favorite Taylor Swift songs. So let's go ahead and start there. Why is state of grace? One of your favorite Taylor Swift songs. I remember so vividly hearing it for the first time. Like I had heard, obviously, you know, her previous three albums but red was the first one that kind of like grabbed me and was I, I made me like hers in a way like that sounds kind of creepy but I don't mean it to um and state of grace I think just the just the opening beat just grabbed me immediately I was like I want to listen to the song I want to know what she has to say with that kind of beat um and it, it feels like it encompasses all that Red is as an album. And since it's one of my favorites, that kind of just goes along with it being one of my favorite songs. And I think in general, State of Grace has this very interesting way of looking at love that also is reflected in Red that's kind of a little bit toxic. Just a little. (laughs) Just a little bit toxic. And yet, like, there's this naivete in her lyrics of, like, how she doesn't see that right like as like and we obviously see that later in the album fall apart like right ridiculously <laughs> so too well in the moment I knew in songs like that but I just love how state of grace encompasses that idea of 
what she thinks love is at that moment and kind of forecasts maybe a little bit of what it should be. Okay. And then we see that in the later albums. Right. Right. I think it's something that you said specifically. I think it does a, an incredible job of setting up the album. I, Mm -hmm. I do not think that, (laughs) I don't know how much I can speak on it. Um, But I think that this is, one of her best album openers. It yes. is literally like it, down. it gets your attention and it it sets up the entire album perfectly. Especially on an album that, as you, like we said earlier, like notably is, doesn't seem cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to have a song that kind of encapsulates all those things and it, it just works so well in a weird way. And yes, it has a lot of lyrics that don't make sense or it's hard to piece together, but I just, I love that. I love the puzzle aspect of it because I love close reading. So I get to really like dive into this. Totally. And it's nice. <laughs> I love that. I love that this song so specifically, I think that it works so well with, obviously it was like the opener for the Red Tour and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the opener sense, this song leading into Red is just, it's really interesting to hear because those two songs set the mood for the entire album. Yes. And then you've got Treacherous, which is just over there like, this yeah. is the start and, you know, nothing safe is worth the drive, yada, yada, yep. yada. It's like, it does such, uh, I think the only competitor that does like the storytelling aspect would probably be like, <laughs> I don't even like Welcome to New York, but I feel like Welcome to New York. I see what you mean, though. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I also don't really like New York. <laughs> I get what it's. It serves a purpose. It, it does. It's it cute. Does. It's fun, and it yeah. definitely frames 1989. But I think State of Grace does it better, and it's also a better song in my opinion. You know, you're right. There, there, there. I don't. I cannot think of a single person who prefers Welcome to New York over State of Grace. I um, love to talk to them, though. I would love their reasoning. I really would. I think they'd be a fun person to talk to. You know. <laughs> don't worry. I'll just bring you back, and you can sit on the Zoom when I talk to the Welcome love to New it. York Thank stand. You. Yes. I got you. Perfect. It's probably just going to be someone who lives in New York. And they're yes. like, hey. Eats, breathes, and lives New York. That's so funny. Um, okay. We talked a little bit about it making sense on this album in general um, uh, because it sets up the story so well. Do you think that this song, um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question because my simple one was, do you think that it makes sense on this album in general? I feel like we've, touched base on that but right. just for the sake of me asking the question in my routine order of asking all six right. of my questions do you think yeah. that it makes sense absolutely I think uh like I, I think I said this earlier but like it sums up Red the album in a really great way and how she explores love and like loss throughout it um and you see her touch on that and then obviously you see all the loss within the rest of the album it's you know overwhelming and aching in that um and it it also feels um naive the song itself does like the way that she approaches love um and I think we see that in the rest of the album as well um particularly later we see this obviously in all too well 10 minute version but we see her kind of getting taken advantage of and not knowing how to like navigate that and this kind of sets the playing field for that Mm -hmm. and I think 
along with like All Too Well, there are certain songs in there, like like um song that I think when I think naive is Stay, Stay, Stay. Just because yes. not only is it, it's like YouTube royalty free friendly music. So cute. Love that. <laughs> Let's make a DIY video to it. Um, yes, that but, sums it up perfectly. But like the song itself is so there's so it's such obviously like a toxic, like weird relationship that it just yes. is not meant to work out. And it's built in this way that it's like, like, let's sit and talk about it. Like, I didn't just throw my phone at you kind of thing and all right. that stuff. So I think you're right in the sense that it touches on the, I don't know how to say that word that you said, naivety? Naivetive? Not naivety. <laughs> I, I did just stumble over it. Totally fine. <laughs> that, that word specifically, I think it's funny because right. you get just a tidbit in State of Grace. Like, it's just yes. a small amount, but you see it. But she expands upon. Yeah, throughout. and then you see it, like, that's... Oh, I'm see. I'm learning so much already. Good. We're only ten minutes in. That's perfect. <laughs> I feel like I'm a state of grace expert already. This is great. Oh, yes. That's exactly. <laughs> you can add it to your resume. Oh my gosh! <laughs> then I can get a job at a school where the kids appreciate yes. Taylor Swift. Please, I want that for you so badly. Um, but I, I totally agree. It makes perfect sense on this album. It just, it does its job. It and just it, fits. It, yeah. Get the job done. Um, okay. Do you think that the track placement makes sense? This is an opener song. Um, do you think that it makes, this is a, an odd question, I think, for all the Speak Now and all the Red songs is, do you think that it makes sense? And does it have to make sense? Ooh, I think it does make sense in that, I don't know if it's going to make sense, but <laughs> um but it, it feels like the opening to a movie kind of song. And I feel like Red feels like a movie to me. Like it feels like a script to a movie. And um, it also gets that, the, again, the theme of like love and heartbreak. And I don't think it necessarily has to make sense. We see that with Red, like it's whiplash going through it, right? It really truly is. Right. Um, but I don't, I think it, I've always thought it worked. Like I never questioned it and I don't think it has to make sense I really don't yeah and I I I agree I think like speak now because we know that it's like a collection of songs like this is everything that she wished she had said so it's like that doesn't have to make sense so it's just like what was on the top of her brain when she said that and then read obvious like she's like this is all the feelings of emotions where it's I feel this and then I feel this and then I feel that and it gets to that word that she uses I think she also uses it when she talks about the album but the mosaic kind of thing where it's messy and pretty and doesn't quite like fit in one way you know it's little mismatched pieces that come together and I think that's what red is and you see that obviously in the song mosaic broken hearts um, and the love being brave and wild that fits you know I feel like that was like I feel like I just had an epiphany about the, the whole album yeah. right now. Wait, really? Yay! So, oh my gosh! No, that's really smart. Oh my god, I'm shook right now. Um, <laughs> impressive. I have I after eight songs on this album, I figured out what most of them perfect. are about now. But one one song, um, uh, perfect. I I also think while we're talking about track placement how interesting it is that a lot of the songs that are polar opposites are placed right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Like between we are never, ever getting back together, which is literally like stay away from me forever. And the next song being stay, stay, stay. It's just like, 
you're getting both sides of like the same coin, but also very different coins, I guess. And I, I think, I think I almost do might be the, the like key to that. It's like this idea of like, I almost want to call you. I almost want to know what you're doing. Right. But then I remember that we are never getting back together. So it's like getting pulled into two opposite directions and not knowing which to trust, especially if you get into the ideas of not being able to, you know, trust your own mind because, you know, the all too well 10 minute version shows us kind of like the gaslighting behavior, right? So then it's like, what, what do I believe? What, where should I go? Which way do I move? Right. It's so, it's so interesting. And it feels so, even though it's a hot mess, like if you're a local and you're listening to red all the way through, I can't think of like, I just, you're not listening to it where you're like, oh, this is, this makes perfect sense to me. You're just getting whiplash every single time. But I feel like after doing like a deep dive and listening to each song specifically and understanding like something that always confuses me or leaves me shook for a hot minute is that whole run from I almost do all the way to like Holy Ground. Yes, because no, it's I agree. Like, it's like, oh, I am so sad. Like you said, like, oh, I really want to do this. And then he calls her up and she's like, uh-uh, not going to happen. And then stay, 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 which it just feels like it is, it's a hot mess, but it's still somehow so cohesive in its storytelling aspect, right. even though I it takes, like- it takes a minute and also takes looking at it. Cause I had actually never thought of the like juxtaposition between we are never, ever getting back together and stay, stay, stay. Mm-hmm. I had never thought about that. And that's I'm brilliant. An epiphany. <laughs> yes. And then also right after you get the last time. So that's that idea of like, this is the last time this is happening. And he's saying something different than she is. And it's so. Yeah. It's. Miss Swift. How does yeah. she do this? <laughs> it's like she's Honestly. a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> she should do this professionally. Like, yeah, she should. She should. <laughs> she should get a career in this. I think she'd do well. I, I agree. Win some <laughs> Um, I, I, I love that 100%. This, the track placement, if I feel like I forcibly tried to connect a lot of the dots to make a case for it because I used to be a Red stan and then Folklore and Speak Now came along and I was like, like Red's number four. And yeah, it's like, it's like, we're like all on the same page. It's just, if I wasn't in a happy, loving relationship, Lover wouldn't be number two. So it's just like, whatever you know (laughs) yeah so if I wasn't red would be number three for me so I I feel like I forcibly tried to connect those dots to like build my lawyer defense case against all the (laughs) red is incohesive fighters so grow up on this podcast or make them listen to it I guess would be the proper way of phrasing that (laughs) I'm gonna force this to them next time I'm in the car with anyone who thinks red is exactly we're gonna sit child down. lock on the door oh. <laughs> child lock my family members in the car that's what you gotta do no, you gotta do what it takes <laughs> um, so this next question you can take it um in the sense lyrically okay more sonically so like lyrically if you took this song and moved it somewhere else you could change the production if you wanted to do you think that it would work well on any other album? That's a hard question for me, mostly because I don't, I think there are some songs of hers that could easily move, but I don't think so. It would, it would take a really good argument for me to not keep it on red. 
Right. The the acoustic version gets you closer, I think. But still, I'm like that just the messiness of it and just fits so well with Red that I don't think any of her other albums are quite as mm-hmm. in a good way, obviously messy. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I <laughs> I agree. I think like lyrically even, like State of Grace is so specific. You could like if you changed a few of the words and the production entirely, you could throw it at the beginning of Speak Now because they follow a similar theme. Yeah, good point, good point. aside from that, I feel like it's, this song, I just can't picture an album that doesn't have State of Grace and Holy Ground because those two songs. (laughs) I literally have Holy Ground and uh, State of Grace are sister songs. No, you're you're right. Are we the same person? (laughs) I think we are truly I've always felt that and part of the reason I think um not just that they're like sister songs but like the how the way she goes about using like words that are kind of more grounded in religion right like Mm -hmm. holy and grace she uses them so differently than she does on other albums like juxtaposed between false god and this like very vibes very naive one's very sensual more mature and stuff like that and so that's part of also why I think other than probably speak now in that realm I don't think it would work anywhere else and I definitely don't think it would work without holy ground yeah and I think they're they're so connected to each other and I I don't know I fully for the beat like I want a Taylor Swift rock album so bad my my brain is that tiktok where it's just like what are you thinking about is her doing that i used to think (laughs) i want to see i want to see taylor swift do a full rock album like so bad like seriously it's gonna happen at some point right like she's gotta commit come on i mean she's trying to do all the genres apparently i mean girl did what like country country pop dabbled in rock full pop indie <laughs> she tried to rap oh, very a little briefly. bit very <laughs> she knew that but not where her strings led she's like I'm gonna do this one little bit and then I'm gone bye guys <laughs> she said I bury hatchets and I'm gonna leave them there so I'm gonna go leave them there we're gonna forget about this <laughs> forget end game ever happened um, um oh, <laughs> poor Taylor Swift um, um okay so what is your a favorite part of this song and I say part because it can be a lyric it can be an instrument the way she says a word anything it's funny you say that because it's actually love is a ruthless game unless you play it good or right it's my favorite oh, lyric uh, that is uh, wow such a good choice <laughs> um, what um uh what about this lyric is your favorite if I think it's basically the thesis of Taylor Swift's work I mean, honestly, it's this idea of love is a ruthless game unless you play it good or right. So she, throughout all of her albums, gives us these pinpoints of really good moments in relationships and really awful moments in relationships and shows how ruthless it can be and the heartbreak that you get with that. Or it can be wonderful and beautiful and inspire songs like Lover. Right. It's too, you get, you get two different routes with, I agree, that's another epiphany is (laughs) State of Grace is really such a pivotal moment in Taylor Swift's work because there's so much in there that that really carries who she is as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
Okay, so we've gushed about this for almost 30 minutes now. So I really? Like it feels almost, like two minutes. <laughs> right? I feel like there is a relatively obvious answer, but I'll ask for the sake of asking the question. Um, what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13? It's a 13. Uh, it's a two. No. It's a two. <laughs> I hate it. I just wanted to be on a podcast. No, it's 13. I respect it. I understand the grind. <laughs> right? <laughs> no it's definitely a 13 it's actually a top five taylor swift song for me of all time so oh my gosh i love that for you. i love getting people on here who i feel like this was only a problem with debut and finding people that were like really genuinely okay yeah me. bless um, yeah that's yeah. a that can Debut be was like clawing through the dirt trying to find people and i was like that's my grandma she listens to this <laughs> that's so like, fun what do I do so I feel like I really really love when I get to have someone who is really passionate about it it's in their top five kind of thing so yes that's really awesome what um what you could tell me the other four if you want what other Taylor Swift songs would you give a 13 oh I mean all too well like that's just a given at this point right like I mean I know people don't love it but like it's my all-time kind of favorite no you're right Um, I also really love it enchanted I feel like enchanted for me just like I was such a hopeless romantic when I was a child like like a child like I was like 13 probably whenever I first listened to that song so it just it's always kind of like a nostalgia pick for me I don't know if it'll always stay in my top five but um also really love the lakes um Ooh, uh, that's that's an English major song that's the English major song um that's the reason I'm teaching my class it's it's one of mine and my uh partner's songs because mm-hmm. we're both like poets and stuff it's yeah it's all very lovey-dovey gross I stuff I love that for you and then Haunted which I think is one of her most underrated songs Ooh, um, you've got a lot of variety there that is like you got the slow, mellow, like the lakes yep. and then the aggressive haunted and then yep. the dudesy. <laughs> I Gotta love get that. the spectrum. You are so multidimensional. Thank you. I love that for you. Um, okay. Those were all of my questions related to State of Grace. I did feel okay. like I learned a lot there. So <gasps> thank you very much. I'm going to go Absolutely. get Love is a Ruthless Game tattooed on my forehead. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Just for fun. Keep people guessing. They're like, why is that there? Who knows? I'll be like, a state of grace, your favorite Taylor Swift? No. No. Not close. Thank you. I like the acoustic version, but thank you. It's great. I love, I, I, like there are, I don't know how to explain it. I, same with Haunted. I prefer the acoustic version of Haunted oh, over the, the original. Version of Haunted. Yes. The piano is so. It's just beautiful. Dramatic. And it's like. I, I think also part of, this is totally off topic, but part of the reason why I love Haunted as much as I do is because I saw it live. So Speak Now was my first Taylor Swift concert. Oh my gosh. And she was so dramatic with that freaking <laughs> bell. Like, just going for it. I was like, this is my level of drama because I'm a dramatic person. I'm like, this is my level of drama. Like, we, we are the same. That is so, the same. <laughs> it's so extra and so <laughs> absurd, but I feel like that's what the Speak Now tour was. It's, it's overdramatic yes. fairy tale. Has to be crazy beautiful yeah love it um, so the last bit of this episode is a um taylor swift rapid fire where oh. i will give you two taylor swift songs and you tell me which one you prefer more oh okay cool. Let's go. Let's go. um okay so there <laughs> oh no since we're talking about track one um these are all track one um okay cool except for the last one 
Oh, well, technically, yeah, never mind. Scratch that. They're all track one. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> I've been like making this up as I go, running down the- Totally the fine. So, okay. So round one is Tim McGraw or Fearless? Uh, fearless. Okay. Obviously. It's a, it's yeah. a, a banger. Um, <laughs> this one, I feel like we've got an obvious answer, but I have to ask, is mine or State of Grace? State of Grace. <laughs> What are your thoughts on mine in general? Do you think it works as an album opener? Not particularly. Like, it's a cute song. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it works as an opener for Speak Now, particularly. I feel like it's a little too... No, you're you're right. I don't, I don't want to, like, diminish the song. Like, it's a good mm-hmm. song, but it feels too cutesy for Speak Now when it has something like Last Kiss on it. Like, that just feels too... I feel like, like, this is once again, completely off topic, um, but the, I feel like Sparks Fly would have the same energy as State of Grace if it was it the would. opener. It, it, it would. It, it's one of her best songs. Oh, I love Sparks Fly. Ah, I would die it's for seriously Sparks Fly. It's my dad's favorite song by Taylor Swift. That's also off topic. I just need to do that. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the off topic things. It's just, it builds for a good conversation. And you, once again, you can't see it, but physically screaming and throwing my hands in the air. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Um, welcome to New York. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> or ready for it. That's not even fair. I would be ready for it. I kind of hope it was ready for it. No, um, I just would say welcome to New York, just so I can be the stand on that one. <laughs> You're going to come back for the welcome to New York episode. You yes. can do all the track ones moving forward. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot that you existed or the one. The one. Okay. Rightfully so. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, this last, <laughs> um, you've got Willow or you've got Willow, the dancing witch remix. It's Willow. Cause I don't think I've ever seen witch remix. I couldn't tell you which of the remixes I've listened to. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Does I- that make me? Taylor Swift fan. Actually, don't worry about it because I have my Dancing Witch, um, my Willow remixes playlist ready for you. So here is the opening to Willow. Is that the same song? Are you kidding me? Is that actually it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it just like dubstep. <laughs> Did you say is it dubstep? <laughs> She's going back into her red era. Leave her alone. I mean, apparently, <laughs> Lord, is it 2012 up here or something? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. This is actually a Skrillex collab. Little did you know? (laughs) There's so many. (laughs) Um, So, what's your answer, Willow or Willow the Dancing Witch? I'm gonna have to go with Willow on that one. That's so sad. Um, I totally respect it. I do think that the Dancing Witch remix is incredible. Is it? I need to listen to. I just got burnt out. I don't even. I was like, I'm just not even gonna try these because there's too many, and it became a joke. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let. Main Willow do her thing. Yeah, I mean, she, I will listen to it just for you though. No, I honestly, I think the '90s trend remix is better. Um, only one I've heard. Yeah, that one's. I think preferably it's my favorite. Um, it's very dramatic, but the Dancing Witch one is good if you're dressed up as Elvira or whatever. I don't know if there are any Willow Dancing Witch remixes, but our remix stands. But you know, if yeah. it's you, it's me. Merry Christmas! It's you. Thank you. I appreciate the <laughs> gift. It came early. <laughs> Those were all of my questions and my rapid fire game. Um, do you have anything else you would like to share, say in the name of Red? Ooh. 
I I just love it. I don't know. Like, I I think <clears throat> I have to get back to like the analytical side of me. <laughs> I just think it's so cool to see Red and how she deals with like love and heartbreak and stuff compared to later albums like Lovermore. I love her more. Yeah. <laughs> that album, you know, the new one. Yeah. Lover Evermore folklore. Um, and it's just it's cool to see it and to have that, especially with the the re-recording and it's still holding up. Like mm. I was so afraid I wasn't gonna like the state of grace re-recording in particular I don't know why that was the one I was the most worried about but it was and it held, it held up we were good yeah. yeah I mean there haven't been very many disappointing like re-records I in my opinion um Same. I, I agree I think the only like two that I'm like about are you couldn't see that but I just made a cringe face I don't know why I just assume they can always see my face right um <laughs> but I think like obviously like, we are never ever getting back together the week it's a jump scare um, it's bad it's just bad like whoever produced that or like mixed it or whatever the production sound is like they should not there do was, that I had made a comment about it and someone sent me an article and apparently it was Taylor Swift she wanted <laughs> the we at the very beginning she wanted it to sound like kids on a roller coaster and that was the whole respectfully incident. I disagree but okay but it's like girl we have the other it's just like one of those things where it's like trying to keep it like trying to do what you want with it, but also keeping it close to the original. And she did that for so many of the songs and obviously not girl at home, but like the rest of them, it's. I'm sorry. I don't like girl. At home. It's one of my no least. No one favorite. likes girl. at home. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I've ever listened to it all the way through. <clears throat> I didn't no. listen to the country version and I don't listen to the hyper pop version. Exactly. I don't like hyper pop anyways, I, really. Not a, she, if she had collabed with like Charlie XCX, maybe I would have given it a listen just for there the laugh, go. but I yeah. would. <laughs> um, and what was the other one? The last time, because for some reason, Gary Lightbody sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to hear that now. I know his voice sounded so different. I was like, I love the last time. I'm actually a last time Stan. Uh, I feel like I'm a lone wolf out there in the world because people tend to hate it, but like... Yeah. yeah I agree his voice was not it just people just hate when Taylor Swift collabs with men because she never collabs with women so all the men collabs they're like which is a valid point but both can be true both can be true I mean looking at some of them are not (laughs) I can think of all the men collabs that Taylor Swift has done that I listen to and um I really like the last time yeah aside from last time the original version I'm like yeah yeah I'm like not gonna I, I don't really care for everything has changed or run like oh I was she so had I to like run the beginning and then I was like you know it doesn't it doesn't stay on my playlist it's not one I listen to really I think it definitely does the the red thing I think it was really smart of her to put run in there in general between because mm-hmm. I had this idea that she was going to release all these vault tracks and they were going to be like super hit bangers and then honestly I got the fearless ones and I was kind of just like eh, like I don't listen to the fearless ones other than Mr. Perfectly Fine. I don't think I've listened to another one since it came out. I'm, I'm legitimate. Yeah. No, like, you're 100%. I listen to Mr. Perfectly Fine and Bye Bye Baby. And that's it. And I'm just like the rest of them. I'm just kind of like. They mm, exist. They're there. I'm sure Keith Urban enjoys them, but I'm yeah. not Keith Urban. So I don't. Therefore, I'm not going to. Yeah. Literally. So I was like, I had this idea she's going to release them and it would be like, just taking criticism and making them cohesive and whatnot, but putting like forever in winter forever winter 
and then putting run in between forever winter and the very first night, I think it holds yes. up with the red theme it of it not being cohesive. So, which forever winter shocked me anyways, because the production on it is very like different than the song and its meaning. And I was just like, okay, this is very red. This Literally fits. it's a death by a thousand cuts before death <gasps> by a thousand it cuts. Is. So it is. she did that. She did that. Um, but those are all of my questions. If you have nothing else you'd like to share about your hot takes on <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> That's not even my least favorite on that album. So I mean, I can keep it coming. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, just, true. it's not my least favorite. It's not, you know. I, I mean, well, there's other songs on there, you know, like, I don't know. Are you a Bad Blood stand? No, I, I don't mind. Actually, that's a that's one I will ra- rather listen to the um, Kendrick Lamar feature on than the original, but I still don't listen to it. Okay. What's your, what's your least favorite on 1989? I got attacked for this on TikTok, so I'm a little afraid to say it, but New Romantics is my least favorite Taylor Swift song of all time. Oh, oh, actually, I think I have to go. This is... Okay. <laughs> I told you, I get attacked for it, and I'm just like, it just doesn't, it just not my, not my song, and that's fine. It's totally valid. No, I respect it. Everyone has different music tastes, so <clears throat> I... I it's I had you up until there, didn't I? I lost no. it. I lost no, my... I'm literally... Like, it's, it's, I'm not even a new romantic stand. I forget the song exists. (laughs) Good. Okay. So honestly, if it's not a deluxe track that is, um, the only deluxe tracks that I like really stand are "You Are in Love" and uh, uh, "If This Were a Movie" or "If This Was a Movie." Oh, I love that. I actually kind of forget that that's on an album. You know, it feels like it's like a single somehow, like just a random like. 100 did it have anything to do with Hannah Montana or am I just wrong on that no that's crazier and you'll always find your way back home but there is a Hannah Montana song called if this was a movie that's why there we go that's a movie (laughs) yeah okay there we go yeah that's urban blue I'm not crazy cool (laughs) no it is it's it's both it works both ways um that's probably why it underperformed is because Hannah Montana released hers at the same time and Hannah Montana pop superstar so yeah against pop superstar taylor swift to me <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pick your battles that's what the crazier collab was for with wait you know, true i heard about crazier working together but against each other at the same time exactly i love that um okay well that was everything for me thank you so much for wanting to do this and thank you so much i'm so excited i got to this is lovely you're lovely you are so sweet and i really enjoyed this conversation i feel like it was very thorough and educative educative uh, also being fun and good. that just goes to show that you are a good educator which that's Thank your thing you. so oh, go yeah. off <laughs> I'm happy. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're great. Um, thank you, everyone who listened thus far. I really appreciate. Did I use thus right? No. I don't yeah. Think I oh my god. Thank you, everyone. I've said that in every other episode, so I sure hope so. <laughs> just like scrap everything else. You're done. Like pack it up. Use the thus wrong. No, you're good. Um, thank you, everyone who listened thus far. I really appreciate it because Avi, you never have to. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I will chat with you again in two or three days when we talk about red um the song not the album or the album and the song both all of the above times two um have a good rest of your day night morning evening afternoon stay safe drink water wash your hands and um yeah adios <laughs>